I'm Sam Mullins, the host of Chameleon, Dr. Dante. The legend of Dr. Ronald Dante spans decades. A stage hypnotist and not a real doctor, Dante got to start playing the smoke-filled nightclubs of 1960s Hollywood, where he'd rub shoulders with the A-list and eventually tied the knot with one of the biggest movie stars in the world. But it was his career as a con man that was most unbelievable. He made millions on the self-help craze of the 80s and 90s, ruthlessly took out a hit on a rival, and founded one of the largest fake universities in history. On the upcoming season of Chameleon Dr. Dante, I track Dante through the yacht clubs, prison cells, trailer parks, and theme parks to uncover the incredible true story of the greatest con man you've never heard of. Subscribers to The Binge can hear the entire series ad-free right now. Otherwise, listen weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Check out this clip to hear more. When you meet a person like Ronald Dante, when you follow him through the decades after his divorce from Lana Turner, you come away with questions, a lot of them. And probably the biggest one for me is, how did Ronald Dante become Ronald Dante? If you asked the man himself, he'd tell you that his story begins in the early 1930s in Malaysia. My father was a civil engineer in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And he, uh, he and my sister and my mother got massacred by the insurgents. They were killed. Killed with five-year-old Dante watching. My, my, my mother was tortured. I mean, she, she died in front of me leaving Dante with no one but his older brother, Marshall, four years his senior. The two of them survived as orphans with nothing. Somehow, the brothers landed at an orphanage in Chicago around 1935. This is during the Depression days, so we couldn't get anybody taking us. You know, no family would take us. And the people who ran the orphanage. They broke us apart. They broke our ribs. They broke our face. And we had to beg every day for food, for money which we went on the streets of Chicago because everybody was poor. To escape the beatings they suffered at the orphanage, they ran away to live on the street when Dante was only 11. We had to, we slept under buildings, under train tracks. Then things got worse. Dante got tuberculosis. There wasn't a vaccine widely available yet, and the prognosis when you got tuberculosis in the early 1930s was bleak. You died. You were dead. You had tuberculosis, you were dead. But then... A miracle, a hero, a hobo. And there was a street hypnotist, a guy, an old guy, old guy on the street. He claimed he was, I, I think he was bullshitting me. He was a, a, an, an old uh, vaudevillian guy, and he was busted out living on the street. The vaudevillian hypnotist told young Dante, I can help you. Tuberculosis is not a death sentence. I have a cure. Hypnosis. Hypnosis? Yes, the street hypnotist told him. You have a superpower right there inside you. It's called mind over body, and it works. It works like a placebo. It works because of your mind. Your mind made it work. It works. It is the superpower of suggestion, of telling yourself you can, and so you do. All you need is a skilled guide, a hypnotist, to help you unlock it. Dante agreed to give it a try, and the street hypnotist began the induction, coaching him first to slow his breathing, 
to focus only on the sound of his voice. And it was here that Ronald Dante first witnessed the power of hypnosis. I, he cured me immediately, cured me within a couple of, uh, probably about a week. And he told me that this would happen and it did happen. And I got, and I got cured. Dante was converted. And then he taught me how to do stage hypnosis and hypnotherapy. And that's how basically I got started. Everything after that, the fame, the money, the women, the yachts, from there, the rest just felt like an inevitability. And what an arc. A true rags-to-riches hero's journey from a massacre in Malaysia and a life on the street to the Hollywood high life and sold-out crowds and universal acclaim in Tokyo, Bangkok, Vegas, and Rome. But here's the thing. That origin story isn't true. If you look at the census records, the year Ronald Peller turned 10, he was living in Chicago with a very alive mother, father, and no sister, but a brother. Because with Dante, everything is a game of two truths and a lie. The first stage of hypnosis is called priming. It's the story you tell at the beginning of a show to draw people in and get them to trust you. If you don't do priming well, hypnosis doesn't work. By all accounts, Dante shone at priming, at figuring out which story to tell you, to get you in his capable grasp. Oh, you're an insecure movie star, tired of the spotlight? I've never heard of you or seen you before. Or, oh, you're skeptical about the power of hypnosis? I understand your skepticism, believe me. But let me tell you a little story about the time I was living on the street, afflicted with tuberculosis, when a miracle happened. In nearly every profile of Dr. Dante, this tragedy to triumph story would appear. Reputable papers would print the Malaysian origin story. But the truth about his origins were inconveniently boring. And if there's one thing Dante can't stand, it's being perceived as boring. So he'd make things up to impress people, to lead people on. He'd lie for fiction's sake or he'd lie for no reason at all. His whole life, he would say anything to get what he wanted. And if someone stood in his way, he would do anything to get what he wanted. Anything. And uh, um, he did something stupid. Suddenly there's an attempted murder. Michael Dean was somebody who uh, said that I tried to have him killed, murdered. He apparently had paid somebody to try to kill rival hypnotist Michael Dean. From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, subscribe to Chameleon Dr. Dante on Apple Podcasts to binge all episodes, or listen weekly wherever you get your podcasts.